0: Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Pastor Vance Mansfield, and we are going to answer some more questions uh, that have come in. They were written in on our Facebook group page, and we are so happy that you guys are using that. Uh, That's exactly what we designed it for. We created it so that you could write to us and ask questions based on the broadcast or what you would like us to study. So uh, actually, a dear friend of ours, uh, many of you may... Have seen him or heard of him. He's been on some of the broadcasts with me. Uh, Brother Brandon Horton has written in and asked me to expound a little bit based on the episode that we did, what shall separate us from the love of God or what shall separate us from God. Uh, He's asked us to elaborate on that concerning uh, the scripture in Psalms. So let me just read you the question. Uh, for those of you that have not seen the group page uh, or maybe have not seen his question, let me uh, go ahead and read the question to you. It said, How, or excuse me, can you explain how Psalms 139, verse 8, uh, and he quotes, If I make my bed in hell, there you are too, relates to this topic. And the topic that we were talking about is what shall separate us from the love of God. And if you have not heard that, you need to go listen to that episode. What was David saying by this statement? And is it of note that this was before Yeshua was born in the flesh? Thanks and God bless. Brother Brandon Horton, thank you and God bless you, brother. We appreciate the question. Uh, You could have very simply just, come over and ask me the question, but I I appreciate you using uh, the tools that we have put in place uh, for the people to ask questions. I I really appreciate you using that to ask your question. Uh, It's very important that people use that. Uh, We go through a lot of effort to make it available to you, so uh, it's exciting when you respond in that way. So thank you so much for doing that. Let me get on with your question here. I want to read Psalms 139, but I want to start at verse 1. And I'm going to go past it, and then we'll go back to verse 8, okay? So I just want to set the scene for what uh, David is saying. I want to set the scene for what David is saying and give you an idea of what's happening. So Psalms 139 and verse 1 says, uh, o Lord, thou hast searched me and know me. So the first thing we've got to understand is he's saying that he has been searched by God and God knows him. Said, thou knowest my downsitting and my uprising. Thou understands my thought afar off. Thou compasseth my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thine hand upon me. Now these are important, so follow along. These are very very important uh, to understanding what he's doing. He's saying, Thou hast beset me behind and before, And thou hast laid thine hand upon me, so you've set me back and you've set me forward. And you've laid your hand upon me both times you were there. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain unto it. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? That's a question he's asking. Where can I go from your spirit? or whither shall I flee from your presence? It's a question. If I ascend, now look, this, it's kind of a rhetorical question because of the very next verse, which is the, the verse that is in question. Uh, no pun intended here. If I ascend up to heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me. Thy right hand shall hold me. Look at that. That is very important that you see that. Thy right hand shall hold me. That means his authority, his power shall hold us. That's the authority side, the power side. That means that we are at the right side if his right hand is holding us. No matter what is happening, in the verses above, he said, your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall come over me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, or from you, he's saying this to God, the darkness hideth not from you, but the night shineth as the day, and the darkness and the light are both alike to thee. Look at that. That is very, very important. The darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day, and the darkness and the light are both alike to thee. They're identical. It's basically saying, that darkness and light are the same thing to God. It makes no difference. Well, that'll rock some religious people's rocker back and forth a little bit, now, won't it? All right, now let's go back up to the verse, uh, Psalms 139, verse eight. Let's go back to that verse and let's uh, look at this. If I ascend up to heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. Now, the first thing I want to address just even though it's not in question, uh, you guys know me and know that I cannot get past a verse without defining everything in it. So, the first thing that I want to address is heaven. Okay, if I go up to heaven, now, the word heaven here is the word breath. It is the word breath, and it's it's very important. It's shalmeh uh, and I understand that the Strong's Concordance defines this word as meaning uh, to be lofty. The sky. uh, It said, I believe in one of the definitions, it said perhaps alluding to the visual or the visible arch in which the clouds move. But I want to go back to the ancient Hebrew definition. See, I have access to the ancient Hebrew and we're going to we're making that available to where you guys can have access to all of this as well. The ancient Hebrew definition is defined as breath or desolate, the wind or breath or so, of someone or something is its character. Okay, and We could go through a lot of this, but I I don't want to spend a lot of time on the word heaven. Some of the definitions of heaven were the abode of the stars. Okay, the atmosphere, and the main definition that people understand is what is called the abode of God. Heaven is the spirit bottom line it's the spirit so if i ascend into the spirit now you've got to understand that when he's saying ascend up okay to ascend up was it came, the the word picture the hebrew word picture came from the ascending flames like flames going up okay to kindle to burn in the spirit. Those of you that have followed our teaching on this, you, you're following along. Those of you that haven't need to go back and listen to our teachings on fire. So let's move on for the sake of time to get to the, to the hell part. If I make my bed in hell, behold thou art there. Now we have to define this. It is the word sheol, and it's defined as Hades, or the world of the dead. As if a subterranean retreat, which means it's under the terrain. Now, what is under the terrain? It's going to tell us in the next part of the definition. The grave, including its accessories and inmates. The grave, the pit, hell. This is really cool. You've got, you've got to follow me here. The ancient Hebrew word picture of shil means to draw out something that is not known, to seek, to understand what is not known, to inquire, to borrow. Okay. It comes from the word shawal or shawel, which means to request. To request. Okay. And it goes all the way from the word Shallah, which means to mislead. To mislead. Jesus was life, right? He said. I am life or in me is life and his life was the light of the world. If you don't follow after the light, then you die. If you follow after darkness, it's misleading and it kills you spiritually and physically. You end up in a grave. Okay. So if I make my bed in the grave, thou art there. Now I've got a few more verses that I want to read in relation to that scripture. The first one I want to read is Proverbs chapter 15, verse 11. And it said, hell and destruction are before the Lord. How much more than the hearts of the children of men? So if hell and destruction are in front of him, he's saying how much more are the hearts of the children of men? before him. Now another one that I want to read and we'll we'll explain some of this here in a here in a moment is it comes from Job the 26th chapter he said hell is naked before him. And that that is the same word. Hell is naked before him and destruction hath no covering. If I make my bed in hell, thou art there. Why? Because hell is naked destruction has no covering. So let me show you something important. In Psalms 49 and this is this is before 139, okay? Psalms 49 verse 14 and 15 said like sheep they are laid in the grave. The word grave is the word hell. It's the word sheol. It's the same word that we read in 1 Psalms 139 verse 8. So you could read this like Sheep, they are laid in hell. Death shall feed on them. The upright shall have dominion over them in the morning, and their beauty shall consume in hell from their dwelling. But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, or the power of hell. For he shall receive me. I believe, Brother Brandon, that that scripture, in essence, answers your question. But God will redeem my soul from the power of hell, for he shall receive me. Now, let me show you this. Let me show you how this happens. Okay? Turn turn with me, if you're studying along in your Bible, I want you to turn with me. To Jonah chapter 2. And we're going to read verse 2. It says, and said, well, let's let's read verse 1. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly. And said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord. And he heard me out of the belly of hell. And that word hell is the same word that we've been studying. It's grave. And out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou heardest my voice. Out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou heardest my voice. Okay. God will redeem my soul from the power of hell from the power of the grave and he shall receive me now all of that you were you were asking i believe in the latter part of your question you said is it of note that this was before yeshua was born in the flesh now let me show you how it relates to him being born in the flesh okay matthew chapter 12 and I, I don't have notes for this. It, uh, maybe start in 38. And then certain of the scribes and of the Pharisees answered saying, Master, we would see a sign from thee. It's just like people today. They're always looking for a sign. They always need a prophecy or they always need something to keep them moving forward. But he answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall be no sign given to it but the sign of the prophet Jonas. Now look. Look at this. For as Jonas was in was three days and three nights in the well's belly, okay? That, that's like, now don't get that confused with a three-day, three-night vacation that some telemarketer just called you with. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the well's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Jesus went into the grave three days and three nights, and then he arose. And you cannot tell me that God forsook him. Now, I, I know the songs are pretty that are sung about God forsook him and all this stuff. And I hear you. What, what do you do about the verse, uh, why has thou forsaken me? My God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? Well, let me, let me tell you. He was hanging on a cross, looking at his very own people that he is dying for. They were standing in front of him, and he's looking out over that crowd, and he said, my God, why have you forsaken me? He was talking to his people. God didn't forsake him. God couldn't forsake him. If God forsook him, then God forsook us. God couldn't forsake him. So if God forsook him, he also would not have come out of the grave. You understand? So he w- if David was not forsaken, if Jonah was not forsaken, then what in the world makes you think that Jesus was forsaken? All right, how much greater was Jesus than those guys? All right, so is it of note that this was before Yeshua was born in the flesh. It's still applicable. It is still applicable. If I ascend into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. But God will redeem my soul from the power of hell, for he shall receive me. For as I cried, by reason of my affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me out of the belly of hell, cried I, and thou heardest my voice. So that was in relation to our study on what shall separate us from God. The grave cannot even separate us. Now, understanding this, we're running out of time for this broadcast, but. Understand this, that that was all under the law. So in your question, this was before Jesus came in the flesh. Let me answer that. Okay, that was under the law. That was in a time when people went into the grave and they slept. They were were dead, they were asleep in the grave, and they were waiting on the promise of the resurrection. And the Bible said, even those that were evil, the Bible said that They all arose with him, some to everlasting life, some to torment and shame. So they all arose, and they were all waiting on that resurrection. They were all looking toward that resurrection. Now, after that particular resurrection took place, we no longer go to the grave. Jesus looked at the Pharisees, and he said, You are graves that appear not, and the men that pass over you are unaware of you. He called their physical bodies graves, okay? That is the grave that we are in. That is actually the grave that we come out of. And it's not something that has to happen through the process of death. It's something that can happen upon receiving the spirit of God and being transformed. Bible said be transformed. And it says that he has translated us, which is transported us from the, powers of darkness or the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his dear son or the kingdom of light. So we're transformed by the renewing of our mind that we may prove that which is the good and perfect and acceptable will of God, which is our reasonable service. Okay. That is part of our resurrection. We are buried with him in baptism. We are raised to walk in the newness of life. Paul said that I may know him in the power of his resurrection. How do you know him in the power of his resurrection? You go through that resurrection process. So after he came in the flesh, we do not go to the ground and sleep waiting on him. That resurrection takes place when we receive his spirit. That's when we are dead to ourselves. And it is a process of death. Not everyone dies instantly, but we're dead to ourselves and we're resurrected with him. The grave that we are contained in is our own body. Now, the grave is, in actuality, your soul desires. It's your flesh nature, your soul nature. If you make your bed in your own flesh, if you make your bed in your own soul desires, he's still with you. He's still there. And he will call you out of that. Now, I know that I'm going to get some letters saying, well, that can't be the only thing it means. Well, we understand the rest of what it means. Let's move on to what we don't understand what it means. So I'm not doing away with anything you already know. I'm just taking it another step farther than what we've come to understand up to this point. So I pray that this broadcast has been a blessing to you. I trust that it's continually helping you. Uh, if you would like to hear more of these broadcasts, you can go to our website, PastorVanceMansfield.com. All of our audio broadcasts, our podcasts are available on the website. Just go to the website and click the podcast link. You can listen to the audio. We're available on all of your favorite podcast stations. Whatever you like to listen to them on, we're available on there. If you would like to watch our videos, go to our YouTube channel, Uh, Type in Pastor Vance Mansfield, and you can find our YouTube channel. We have uh, quite a few videos on there. They're also available on our website, PastorVanceMansfield.com. If this ministry is a blessing to you, be a blessing back and make a donation, whatever God laid on your heart to give. Please uh, be obedient to that and give, and we will pray that God will bless you, and we know that he will because God loves a cheerful giver. Keep your questions coming. Go to our Facebook group. Faith Over Fear with Pastor Vance Mansfield. Write your questions to us. You can also email us from the website. You can email us directly. You can write snail mail to us at PO Box 8882, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124. So you can write to us there, and we'll become available to you. We'll answer your questions. We look forward to hearing from you, and God bless you.